Hey everyone, welcome back to the Indie Basketball Podcast. Today I am joined by Charlie Brand of Miniature Tigers. We end up talking a lot about the 90s era of basketball. We talk about his most recent album. Uh, and he asked me lots of questions about the state of the NBA today because that is not his jam. But it, this is a really fun one. Hope you guys enjoy. What's up? Thanks for Sorry. thanks for uh, coming on the podcast, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Of course, I know. Uh, I see you repping the, the Phoenix Suns hat right now. So uh, I got my uh, custom Phoenix Suns hat. It's a friend made this for me. It's like uh, painted it on. Oh, that's awesome! Very nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, we've been trying to kind of get in touch for coming on for a little bit now. I'm glad we finally got to be yeah, able to yeah. do that. Glad we was going for sure. Um, I guess to kick it off, the first thing I, I, I like to ask people is uh, just starting with music. What what have you been listening to lately? Yeah, good question. Um, I feel like I've been listening to a lot of uh, uh, 70s stuff. Uh, and this has been for the last like year or so. I've been like right. really into like Jackson Brown and like Crosby, Stills and Nash. Um, nice. Like that Laurel Canyon stuff I've been like really into. And then also, um, God, what else? Um, that's the hardest question, you know I mean? Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. A lot of that stuff, uh, even like 70s, like Bob Dylan stuff. I've never really been that into Bob Dylan, but I'm kind of getting into his like later stuff, like the band and all that. Yeah, yeah. Very um, nice. Cool. And then like, you know, what I, all kinds of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i guess i you know you mentioned the the kind of 1970 stuff you've been into i feel like i did hear a lot of that in the album you put out this year do you do you feel like that came through a lot yeah i think um the drum sounds we were really referencing the 70s a lot mm-hmm. with like the dry tight drum sound like really punchy drums um so we made a really conscious effort to really and, and those are like my favorite kind of drums anyway and we were really just trying to do that and then a lot of the production choices were really coming more from the 90s um mm. and less so like sounds but more so choices mm-hmm. because i feel like the 90s were such an interesting time in music because almost no two songs sound alike like we all think of like the 90s sound a certain way but it really it it's so drastic from one band to another. And there was a lot of bands that just had like one song, you know, from the nineties, obviously there were like, you know, Nirvana and people like that who had like careers in the nineties, but Mm -hmm. there was a lot of just like, Oh, this one song from the nineties or this one song and all these bands, it's like a novelty songs in a way. Like every song is like some weird little song. Um, and we were really, you know, referencing like Sublime and like mm, yeah. Nirvana and like Weezer and, um, you know, like weird. But then also like, you know, uh, I can't think of like all the references right now, <laughs> yeah. but a lot of um, a lot of the 90s and the freedom of their like choices, because I feel like now 
you know, there's great music coming out now, but it's a, it sounds like the radio sounds like one thing, you know, mm -hmm. like there is like a sound to right now, or there's a sound 10 years ago and 20 years ago before that, like it, it is, there is a sound whereas like the nineties really were super experimental. Like people were taking a lot of chances and like just doing like weird meant successful at that time. And like, it meant like, commercial success as well yeah. which is something i wish we could all get back to and i'm trying to push for obviously <laughs> right yeah i feel like honestly I've, I've had this conversation a few times recently but it's like music today it's it's you know the definition of success is so varied um and what is on the radio isn't necessarily success for everyone you know it's uh it really is such a spectrum really? today yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's times where I'm like driving by like a big, like, you know, venue here or something. And I see a band's name on the marquee and there's like tons of people lined up outside yeah. the thing. I'm like, what is this band? Like, I've never even yeah heard of this. And like, it's like a they're sold out some big venue. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, there's just all kinds of little avenues for success. And people have their little like cult things. And then, yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, I'm in this business and I, I still don't understand how it works fully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I believe it for sure. Um, so I guess more on the, the album you just put out, do you have kind of what was the, the process in getting that recorded? I mean, you know, it had been maybe what, this is your first, I guess, post-pandemic album, right? Yeah, so um, yeah, post-pandemic album. I started writing it at the start of the pandemic mm -hmm. uh, in, I think, February kind of wrote most of it in like February through like April or May um, in 2020 mm -hmm. and was just kind of recording it at home uh, and just was just writing really and just wrote a bunch of songs, made a bunch of songs and then um, kind of tinkered with it for a while and kind of just put it on hold for a little bit. I've mm -hmm. been really more focused on like producing and like writing with other people like that's more where my head's at these days is like being a producer and not so much focused on my like artist project yeah then um i played these songs for my friend dave who was our drummer for a long time and has like worked on stuff with me before in the past um i was like oh yeah i've got all these songs like, i don't know what to do with these they're just kind of like there's you know collecting cobwebs on a hard drive somewhere um and he's like these are great we should we should work on these or at least finish this like one there was like one he really liked a lot and he's like mm -hmm. let's just like record some drums at my place and and um you know see what we can do with this song and then that led to like oh yeah well we should record drums for this other song and then that kind of spiraled into us like spending god i maybe like three or four months just like tracking stuff, like almost like redoing the entire thing, which like to me, I was like, oh, I made like an album and it kind of sounded a little shitty because it was very like it was recorded very quickly and not with a lot of like thought behind it. Um, and um, yeah, we just sort of one thing led to another and by the end of it we we're like oh we just like re-recorded this entire thing and made this <laughs> album together so it was really made with uh my friend and collaborator dave weingarten who's great great dude and um but yeah awesome. he was kind of pushed me to finish it awesome yeah and 
so I get, are you still actually in Arizona area? No, um, I live in Los Angeles. Um, I grew up in Arizona um, and uh, lived there until I was like 20, 21, 22, mm -hmm. and then moved around a bit. I was here for a bit and I was in New York for a little while as well. But um, yeah, I've been here for the last like eight years or something. Got it. Cool. Cool. Um, and I guess since... So I, I, you know, I, I saw you play in Chicago. I'm in Chicago. I saw you play oh. probably 10 years ago. I think you were, were you touring with the get up kids? Yes, we that, were. Yeah. I saw that tour. It was a very, it was a very good show. I, I remember it vividly. Cool. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. That was a funny tour. I feel like, um, they're really cool dudes. Mm -hmm. Um, that was a funny tour for us because I feel like and I totally get it at the time I was like a lot younger and I was like, Oh, like, why don't they like us? But the, um, I feel like the audience was there to see the get up kids, like primarily it, we're not a big band even now, really. So it's like, mm -hmm. we were the opening band for a, a band that people really love and were excited to see. And so a lot of the shows were like people literally like folding their arms or like turning their backs <laughs> we were playing I'm like Turn oh man they hate that seems like a little there, extra. I, look i saw some people like <laughs> have a look of disgust and fold their arms and turn their backs man, not everyone i'm sure there were some people that enjoyed it but it was that was a hard one because we were really like young and impressionable as far as sure. um, the way the world works at that point yeah i mean you tell it to the volcano that's very uh it's you know indie pop and get up kids are obviously like a le legacy emo band so it's not exactly the same audience uh, right so it, yeah yeah and i get it because if i went to go see a band like a legacy band that was reuniting and then there was some band opening up for them that i never heard of I, i'd probably i don't know if i'd fold my arms and give a look of disgust but i don't right. think i'd care if i'm being honest well i enjoyed both sets it was great <laughs> Well, see, I'm happy. You're the uh, you're the target demographic for that. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I guess since that album, like "Tell It to the Volcano," I feel like that's kind of the the one that that kind of got you out there a little bit. Do you? How do you feel you've changed your your sound and music writing since then? Um. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that was the first record, um, and those songs were pulled together from like you know how like the four years previous of it me learning how to write music and like mm -hmm. writing my first songs and just basically writing all the time and then had tons of songs and picked the best ones to make that album um and it was really coming from a place of um not overthinking anything i mean i was just like oh yeah i'm just writing some songs in my right. room and um oh let's let's make this album and la 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 like really um without any kind of like um intention behind it you know mm -hmm. um and uh then you know I i've always really loved artists like like beck or the beatles where it's like they each album is like some new sound or new experience you know like um so we didn't it, it never even occurred to me to try to like repeat the sound of that album. And mm -hmm. I think with our second album, we tried to go for something a little like, Ooh, like a little darker, or like, you know, kind of went a little, little less like sunny, you know? Right. And, and, um, 
And then our third record, I was like really like fascinated by like pop writers and stuff like Max Martin and like, wow, how do you like construct like a perfect pop song? And um, and I was like, oh, it'd be really fun to like make something super pop and like synthy and like really shock the audience who's like just heard this really like almost organic kind of, you know, 2010 folky indie mm-hmm, record or mm-hmm. something you know, to then have like a crazy Max Martin sounding song. <laughs> Um, which I thought was like at the time subversive, you know, um, I guess, I don't know, like how have I changed? It's, I I feel like I'm always trying to do something different or make something. I don't, I I don't feel like I know how to repeat myself, you know, like if someone's like an album, like tell it to the volcano, I wouldn't even understand. I wouldn't have the self, um, understanding enough to be able to do that. I think, um, but I feel like spiritually I'm almost back in that place where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm making music cause I love to make music and there's nothing that contrived about the process. Whereas mm-hmm. like then and not even like it's a negative thing, but I was like, okay, I'm going to like try to like take a left turn and like do this. And it was like, there was other factors in play that weren't just like, Oh, I'm making what feels right to me at this time. And it did at the time, obviously I, I I don't think I've made any decisions based off anything. Um, yeah. You know, impure or anything, but, uh, sure. but yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm closer to that place spiritually than I have been in the last like while. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, you mentioned like, uh, back in the Beatles, I, I do feel like that does, that sense does come through because all of your albums are, they're still very much, they sound like you but they all have different, you know, it's almost like you have your own different eras within. And it's like, from what I hear from uh, your most recent album to tell it's a volcano, like I do, it's, I can tell it's the same band. It's just, you have like kind of, it's, you're going through different eras in each one. So it's, it's it's really interesting to hear that. Yeah, totally. And I think this last album is like, um, it's almost like a best of, you know, like it really does have like kind of a lot of it's, I feel like it's its own thing and it does something that the others didn't, but it also like recalls back to some of those moments. Like there's sure. a couple songs that I feel like um feel like volcano ish and like the style of writing and then there's like some moodier stuff, there's yeah, synth yeah. stuff. Really I feel like it's Bloom kind of like definitely does feel like that a little bit. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um and so I guess segueing a little bit into the, the basketball aspect. Sure. Um, part of the reason, I mean, even going back to that concert I went to, part of the reason I, I suspected you might be into basketball is there's a, that one photo of you in the Chicago Bulls sweatshirt that I feel like it was your Spotify yeah. artist profile for like the longest time. I think it might still be in fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, on, on that note, you did mention, I feel like the nineties NBA aesthetic is like kind of your jam. Yeah, I feel like that was um this is a hot take. I think basketball <laughs> peaked in the nineties. I don't think that's as hot of a take as you think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's Good. it's it's I mean, I know there's like LeBron and all these guys, like I'm sure they're great. I stopped watching basketball in like nineteen ninety five or something like that. You stopped watching before Jordan even retired. Yeah, he was probably still playing. And then like Damn. I remember me no yeah because i think like then he he played baseball for a bit yeah 
That was your, your timeline tracks because oh, yeah. I believe that was ninety five when he played when, baseball. When was he playing baseball? It was ninety five. Okay, yeah. That's when things got screwy. You know, he was like, "I want to go play baseball." What are and you then doing? He came back and he won three more. Came, yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Actually, I mean, I don't know. I think that's cool. Yeah. So that's the last time you watched basketball. I've seen like a game or two here and there, but the thing is, is like if you're not if you don't know who these people are, it's kind of yeah. hard to be like emotionally caught up in it. Um, I'm not the biggest sports guy in general. Like uh, I watched like, a year of NFL with my dad because he loved to like bet on football games. <laughs> and then we just like got into it for a year. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll like bet with you on some football. And like, we watched football for a year and he was like explaining to me all these like players and like, Oh, this guy's got beef with this guy and like this team and that thing. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of interesting. And then by the end of the season, I was like, oh, yeah, look, like McManus and this guy are doing their thing. You know, like, uh, I, I don't, McManus isn't a real player, but <laughs> sounds like a player. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I, he's actually a guy on uh, this show called Oz that I'm watching right now. He's <laughs> like the warden. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it's like, you, you kind of got to care about the players to be caught up in it, I think. And I don't, I don't know, as a kid, it was just like, so accessible or something like it was mm-hmm. just these iconic players you know on on all these it wasn't just the suns it was like all of yeah. them and i think the logos especially that was like um kind of a gateway drug into it just the mm-hmm. logos were so cool like the merch you know like all the the jerseys and like totally. like the logos have gotten progressively worse too <laughs> I, I i actually do agree with that I, i'm a, and I'm I'm not a graphic saying designer so Right. You can agree. Like, I I don't even know what the Suns logo looks like now, but the last time I saw it, I probably gasped and said, like, what So, actually, they just dropped new uniforms for this season, which are heavily inspired by your favorite 90s ones. Really? They're they're bringing it back, but they're trying to modernize a little bit, but it's still got that big sun stripe, which is pretty cool. Hold on. I'm looking this up right now. Suns. Suns. What do I? Logo 2000. Yeah, Suns jerseys 2023. I think the 90s ones are still better, but they're at least, uh, you know, they're inching back that direction. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, okay, I see it. It looks like the basketball is going into the pit, the armpit. Right. On the jersey. But it's like cutting off the basketball. So like already that's like kind of a problem for me. <laughs> and it just says sons. It's like, that's cool. Oh, no, this is bad. Still. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah. I see. I see this one. The color is right. They've got the color kind of right. The strong purple and orange. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. That's that's cool, I guess. You know, I, I totally agree. It looks like. Like in between, or something. It just looks yeah. like, like <laughs> it's, it's the material like, too. I think honestly, but like, um, yeah, I feel like the in between jerseys, like when when the Suns were good in like the early two thousands, mid two thousands, those jerseys were hideous. Those were like, yeah, let me look up, let me look up that because that was like Steve like Nash godless. era. Yeah. yeah, it was like gray and purple, which is kind of weird. Right. Oh yeah, this thing. Oh, yeah. it looks. Those like, were terrible. Um, it looks like someone that like uh, gives you parking tickets would wear this, or <laughs> like like some corporate government job. Yeah, it's it's rough, especially uh, they had some alts that were like 
gray and orange and like those colors just like hurt my eyes to look at oh man yeah honestly this just the original suns thing e, well, yeah. I mean, in the uh the black jersey what was that for exactly because they didn't wear remember, that but for some reason those those jerseys i immediately think of jason kidd with bleach blonde hair right yeah totally <laughs> all three um, of their jerseys iconic yes absolutely and i you know i i totally agree with you on the 90s like you know aesthetic of of jerseys and stuff prime era of like merchandise and just like there's a reason mitchell and ness is so successful because they have all those throwbacks you know right you know the dream team the olympic dream team mm-hmm. that was maybe like the last kind of basketball thing i like peak in my mind because i was like wow all the legends are here i knew these guys and you know it was that totally. that felt like peak to me yeah, I I mean, and then even from I, I still, still think about the jerseys too. Like you did send me like the sheet of like all the logos from that era. I'm like, just it's perfect. I remember having one of those puffer starter jackets. Uh, for, I think I had a Hornets yeah. one. What uh, what other jerseys did you have in the '90s? So I didn't were have a like, lot. I mean, you're I, from were you from Chicago at that? Like you yeah, were I'm, in I'm Chicago. from the burbs of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, um so i you know i had a like lot of bull stuff we didn't rock some other shit it's like if you have the bulls it's like you know what i mean like what are you gonna do where you're like kind of a- growing up with michael jordan it's like that's your thing yeah but um right. i my my older brothers they were very into like other teams as well because i one of my brothers was a huge olajuwon fan so he had a houston rockets uh jersey that was Again, probably their best jersey. I hate the Rockets jerseys now, but those ones in the '90s where it was like the yellow text with the red jersey, love those. Oh yeah, that was good. Uh, and then also, yeah, I think we have some Hornet stuff just because it's impossible not to like that team. That's like Larry Johnson, right, Alonzo yeah, Mourning. Yeah, Alonzo. I had an Alonzo Morning jersey. I love. That's like that was my favorite. I think logo, mm-hmm. like the turquoise, especially in the '90s, just totally. hit so hard. Uh, I feel like now I'm connecting that your departure from watching basketball is pretty much when Space Jam came out. (laughs) Right. Like I, I'm not even sure I saw Space Jam. Yeah. yeah. Or something. It's not like it's a cinematic masterpiece. I think it also has to do with like turning, uh, God, how old must I have been? And I I was probably like just starting to get into like Limp Bizkit and stuff and like, skating or yeah. like, i didn't skate but like you know i might as well skate have with culture. Ours, <laughs> skate culture yeah skate culture limp biscuit and i was like kind of getting more into like uh you know smoking a cigarette at like a lunch break with the bad kids mm-hmm. or something you know? and i didn't really like fit in with like basketball also i realized i wouldn't i wasn't good at sports so that felt kind of alienated as well. i was gonna ask did you did you play basketball or anything growing up I mean, we had a basketball hoop at my house, so I'd like play. Yeah, I'd like play a little bit. I never like played. Um, I never went like pro, you know, like at the school or anything. <laughs> right. But um, no, yeah, it wasn't that good. I mean, I I love shooting hoops now. Like every, I I I couldn't tell you the last time I played like a game, but like right. sometimes I'll go to someone's house and they have like a hoop, and I'm like, oh yeah, let's shoot the play horse or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. it's fun. That's yeah, a good. It's a good time passer for sure. Um, Yes, I guess uh, you you traded your basketball shorts for for Jinkos at at a certain time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I guess looking back though at the kind of the era when you were most I guess interested in watching what do you have any memories of like those Suns teams or or I guess the NBA in general? Yeah, I mean I remember the um what year was the uh the god am I the Am I the worst guy you've had on this podcast, by the way, with the like, I have to ask you when did the Bulls no. and the Suns have playoffs thing? That was I, uh, I, I might not honestly, I might not even be the best answer to that because like okay, that was still okay. probably like early in my my time. I right. you know, I remember like the second half of the Jordan years. Um but I think yes, it's it had to be probably ninety two or ninety three. Cause I think ninety one okay, yeah. the Blazers won the the championship. Yeah, I remember um I remember that game or like those games mm-hmm. and feeling like wow, like you know, knowing Jordan was like the goat. Of course. Um and then also having this kind of yeah, it's like growing up in Arizona, it's not the coolest place to grow up. I mean, I liked it and um I'm proud to be from there now obviously, but mm-hmm. but as a kid it's not like it's not the coolest place, you know, it's like kind of like, like a weird place to grow up and, um, seeing like, Oh, my team is playing like the greatest team, you know, like the greatest. So like, we're also the greatest team and like having that kind of prideful feeling as a kid, which is so weird. Like, why was I having these feelings? I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I get it. But, uh, having these feelings about, uh, that and then yeah and then losing to to them you know it was like oh it kind of it shows you your place in the world a little bit i was like (laughs) right we're we're arizona we're not like the best you know like Mm. someone else out there is the best and i feel like that feeling this is going to turn into like a therapy session maybe a little (laughs) bit i feel like stuck with me a little bit you know what i mean like that stuck with me throughout my life of like oh yeah like there's something better out there like that's not here like you can't the best here or something you know mm-hmm. like i feel like that that feeling maybe like affected me in some shit i mean sports sports have a, a very real effect you know it, it happens right yeah i, feel like... I see people like crying during basketball games it's not about the game it's about some other <laughs> right. deep deep Absolutely. stuff going on i feel like too in in arizona around that time i mean there wasn't much sports wise there wasn't much else going on you didn't have the diamondbacks yet um and or the coyotes yeah Man, you know Arizona, say, like they come out with a team and they're pretty awesome like they have good sports i don't know like how they within like their first five these. years yeah they're like came out of the gate like really strong i think yeah because they Definitely. had um what's his name randy johnson the mullet randy guy. johnson the luis gonzalez was a good team <laughs> yeah pretty awesome um, do, so did you, I guess, in your in your your prime era, did you have a favorite player on the Suns? Uh, yeah, I love Charles Barkley yes. always. Um, and um, I mean, yeah, so like my era, it was Charles Barkley, Dan Marley, and KJ was kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, like he wasn't the star player, but he was like he was like the Ringo of yeah. uh, <laughs> the Suns, you know. I love He's that like, connection. Does does makes the makes it work you know and like does a lot i love ringo i don't this is no shade against totally. ringo. I actually the goat but um i wonder if you're gonna yeah, you're gonna okay. pocket that one for for later on if we uh do this little matchup game <laughs> yeah honestly yeah yeah like um, which um 
probably yeah, I've got a thought about that. Let's save it for let, later. Let's move into it. I mean, let's let's do it. So we we like to play a little game called musician matchups, where you kind of pair a player with what you think they, who would they be as a musician? You know, compare right. them. Um, so we have a bunch of players. We we kept it, you know, '90s centric for you, uh, outside of the first one, who is more 2000s. But Steve Nash. So who was that guy? You don't you don't know Steve Nash? No, okay. I know Steve Nash, but um, the, you listed another guy when you messaged me oh, about this originally. Devin Booker, who is the, I would say, arguably the face of the Evan. Suns today. Really? Okay. He See, is, I should know uh, that. A very talented three point shooter. This, you know, the Suns are are quite a good team right now. If if you got back into it. Yeah, I know. Like, I have friends that, like, I see them. They're like, the Suns are coming back. And, like, and then, like, I saw, I kind of just see it, like, out of the corner of my eye. I'm so yeah. disloyal, you know. It's like, I feel like if they <laughs> were really doing good, I'd maybe, like, I'd be like, all right, I'll hop back in, you know. Right. But um, I see friends that are like, man, the Suns are the best. And then, like, they're like, fuck the Suns. They <laughs> they blew it. And, like, I'm like, what's going on? Right. Plus, you're in Lakers But this guy, now. Devin, he's great. Yes, Devin Booker, great. He's a solid three-point shooter, uh, and he's on the team with Kevin Durant, who's like a generationally good player. Dope. Um, but we'll start with Steve Nash. And Hollywood Steve. Yeah, who, who do you got? Well, Steve Nash is a funny guy anyway, because that, he was way after my time, but I know of Steve Nash from friends who are like Suns fans. I would be yeah. talking about Steve Nash and how like, oh, he's like the best, the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, the Suns are great again because of Steve Nash. And then when he went to um, the Lakers, I heard nothing but like horrible, horrible <laughs> things about Steve Nash. Like he's a traitor and like uh, he's committed crimes against us because he left the Suns. So I have weird feelings about Steve Nash because it's like, you know, I've, like the people that, around me that I got my information from loved him. And then they uh, now they're like, yeah, Steve Nash, he's a bad guy. <laughs> Just by proxy, um, you're like you, you hurt my friends. Yeah, they, they hurt my friends. You like <laughs> dumped my friend in L.A. You know, <laughs> shacked up with a, uh, well, Shaq quite yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Hollywood Steve. Yeah, I Steve Nash. Like, what band would he be? Yeah, he kind of well, visually, he looks like he could be in the Killers. I mean, or absolutely. You know, he has yeah. that kind of like early aughts like indie kind of look the flowy hair Um, for sure right but as far as like his you know quest to just be on like i mean again i don't know steve now i'm just i'm only basing this off of what my like that's honestly (laughs) i feel like that's the the better like answers come from that of just like absolutely baseless generalities he seems ruthless like he wants power he wants success you know like who is like that, you know? Maybe like Taylor Swift. Oh, to be okay. honest, you know, like yeah. someone that's like, like ambitious to the point of like, you know, there's no shade against Taylor Swift, but you know, sure. she's she's very ambitious. <laughs> yes, I feel like, um, yeah, maybe maybe Taylor Swift. I don't All know. Right. I I buy it. Um, so my pick for that, I went with. So Steve Nash is uh, notably Canadian. <laughs> so I went with a Canadian oh, musician. That I didn't know. Okay, yeah, well, see, yeah. that's jeez. He actually Steve Nash was like he's really good at soccer too, but that has nothing to do with my answer. Uh, I picked that's the body for it. Yeah, yeah. I picked John K. Sampson from the Weaker Thans. Uh, uh, 
Okay, yeah, I could see that. He's, but the know, thing is, like, also Steve Nash is kind of um, no offense to Steve Nash, but kind of a like a like a douche apparently. Like he's kind of like I feel different. He might be a great guy, but like he kind of dresses like like I've seen photos of him out, and he's wearing like you know like the Von Dutch like half out. <laughs> like he's kind of like a bro. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like honestly, he's he dresses like he plays soccer more than anything. Like he wears like a, a zip up, like all the way up to the neck, you know? Oh, that's cool. Maybe yeah, Oasis a, or something. Yeah. That's, almost like Arctic monkeys. Like, really yeah. stuff. Arctic maybe, monkeys. Maybe that's right. That, that feels right for me. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Oh, uh, but next on the list is someone you're more familiar with. Uh, it's Dan Marley. Dan Marley. Yeah. Weird guy because like familiar with yet like who is he? You know, he's like he's kind of mysterious. Like Charles Barkley, like he's I mean, we'll get to him, but like <laughs> and Marley, I don't like like in my head, like I can't imagine what Dan Marley's voice sounds like. He's just kind of like he's kind of stoic or like calm seeming mm-hmm. in a way to me and my memories. Um he could almost be like a Hmm. Like uh Neil Young or something. Or like Ooh. I'm trying to think of like an AP example. You're so like, stuck uh, on Canada, man. <laughs> right, he's not Canadian. Where's Dan Marley from? You know? I have I have no idea. Uh I'm sh- he he seems to be honestly loving like Arizona lifestyle and retirement. Like I remember there was one uh video clip of him at a Diamondbacks game where he like caught a ground rule double like while he had like a hot dog in his other hand. He's just like living it up. That's sick. He's like a family guy, probably. I'm yeah, probably. You know, he play around at golf or something. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Maybe. Um. Who's yours? Let me hear yours. I, I said Neil Young. I I might stand behind that. I don't know. You know, I can buy that too. Uh. So he had the nickname of Thunder Dan. Right. Uh, so I I went off that and and the fact that he's genuinely just I think he's just like a fun. He was a fun player. Like he, I feel like he was just like, he was not like the, the like ultimate best on the team, but he helped others on the team and he was just like a fun dude. So I, I said Thundercat. 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 Thundercat plays bass on a ton of other people's tracks, but also. He's a great utility player. Yeah. He is. And he's just fun. You know, the music he makes is just so fun. Yeah. Okay. I, I I vibe with that. I feel like that's a good, (laughs) that's the best answer. Cool. So third on the list, another from that era is KJ, Kevin Johnson. Right. KJ, I mean, I, after this, I want to assign uh, Beatles to these guys, too. But <laughs> there you um, go. the KJ we've established is the Ringo. Yes. Um, oh, I thought Marley was the Ringo. No. Well, okay. okay oh, well, okay. you know. Right. Hmm. I feel like KJ's no, got a little I, more flair than that. I think Marley's the the Paul, quite frankly. Hmm, wow. Because I think he's kind of level-headed and like secretly was like keeping the team together, you <laughs> yeah. know, like kind of like doing what he had to do to like make sure that ship ran smoothly mm-hmm. and also okay. like was a great, you know, player. And kind of has like Paul vibes anyway. You know? <laughs> I'll just do it real quick because I already know. It's, it's Paul. Yeah, let's go uh, for it. Damn, it's just Paul. KJ's Ringo. Steve Nash is clearly George. I mean, like, 
they even like look alike kind of like I they're mean, like you already had ill, ill will like, towards you know the feelings towards him like george just wanted out so it's like no i love george i'm a big george guy yeah, me too i'm just I'm... saying like he's they their body type is like the same you know what i mean <laughs> okay um, they have like the same like haircut and shit uh <laughs> right. and then like clearly charles barkley is john lennon like yeah. he's like kind of like runs his mouth off and is like like really quotable and like kind of a bit of a like loose cannon and like mm -hmm. has the like you know that charm to it he like charles would make you believe that he was like on your side but then he's like i'm gonna kind of go, i'm gonna go <laughs> he's like i'm charles Barkley. I'm going <laughs> yeah, okay. if you don't like it then then yeah perfect um yeah, outside of the beatles outside of the beatles KJ. KJ, right. So KJ, KJ is interesting. KJ is like underrated. I mean, yes, maybe. definitely underrated. I feel like he wasn't fully appreciated in the present, but I feel like honestly, he, you know, late later on, people really appreciated what he brought to the game. You know what? Maybe KJ is the Ringo. Wait, I said that already. No, KJ is the that. Ringo. Yeah, no. that's what you said. Oh, but maybe KJ is the George is what I meant is because I, I like feel Beatles, that one with Beatles. It's like George Harrison, incredible songwriter, like underappreciated, underappreciated, but like also like consider one of the greatest songwriters of all time. He's written amazing albums yep. and like his contributions to his solo work and the Beatles. Everything. He's, he's a legend, but it's like when you're the third best writer in a band and you're George Harrison, it's like, that's, that sucks. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. Like was KJ like a goat? I don't know. I don't know enough mm. about KJ to say. No, like, I, uh, solid point guard of the era. Yeah. Solid, but not like almost kind of got branded into it. Yeah. I don't think he's in the hall of fame. Okay. It's hall of very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hall of very good. Yeah. KJ, you know, it could be like, um, Kind of like uh, the miniature tigers, or you know, Ooh. like I'll 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 go like narcissistic with this one. You know, he's <laughs> Is it like, narcissistic uh, though? Really I feel like good. you're, you're he was pulling like, yourself kind of down. Like, of a time, and yeah. like you know, wasn't like the best ever, but like was pretty good. You know, I don't feel like that's narcissistic. I feel like that's no, actually kind of self-deprecating. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get into that with the therapist. <laughs> like, yeah, I went on this podcast and I like really shit all over myself. Um. <laughs> Yeah, okay. KJ. I mean, no, uh, KJ. Who do you think KJ is? So, I mean, in the, in the same sense, you know, not fully appreciated in his era. I think had kind of a cult following afterwards. You know, right. people people went back to him. I do think he influenced a future generation of player. Like players, you know, he was a point guard who liked to like play physically, and like he would dunk it. Uh, and I feel like it wasn't very common for point guards to do it back then. Uh, I feel like he's like neutral milk hotel a little bit. Whoa. Okay. Like when it, when it, when that album came out, like people didn't know what to do with it. And they, you know, they're like, this is good. But like now, like people, like it is. Yeah. Such I feel like following. when most people got to that album, it had already like, like there, there were a lot of people that were like, Oh, you're just discovering this. <laughs> yeah. Did that yeah, people already... gatekeep it now. Like oh, the originality. I, I feel like most people relate to it and don't want to admit it. But yeah. that's a, absolutely you know who else KJ could be is like thinking about someone that's like good, but surrounded by great is like he could be um, like 
he could be a, a bunch of different bands from like the early indie scene of like mm-hmm. you had the strokes right and then you had like or no you had sure the strokes but you had you had the the killers yeah but then you had the bravery you know yeah it's like these or you had um you had the strokes but then you had like the hives uh, hives or like the the vines or something <laughs> Maybe the vines, because the vines were sick and also um, very physical. Like if you've seen their like David Letterman performance, it's Mm -hmm. like shocking. It's like they're kind of hard, you know, but underrated. Totally. Maybe they're the cages, the vines. That's my final answer for me. I love that. Okay. I love that. (laughs) Uh, All right. Our last one. I know aside from obviously being a John Lennon, who is Charles Barkley? Who is Charles Barkley? Well, he's my favorite basketball player. I there love we go. Charles Correct Barkley. answer. I think I like him more than Jordan, even. I think, I mean, obviously, Jordan is incredible, but like, I almost don't relate to that level of greatness. And I feel like mm-hmm. Jordan's not like super humble as a guy. Like, and neither is Charles Barkley, but I like no, yeah. someone that's like, I mean, Charles Barkley, God, he's so sick. And I saw him, I was in a hot tub with Charles Barkley. I'm just going to say the story because I don't know when else I'll get to tell it. Is that um, I went to this gym with my dad in uh, Arizona and we'd go like swimming and like sit in the hot tub down there. Uh, He'd like take me. And then uh, Charles Barkley also belonged to this gym. And then one day I was sitting in the hot tub and um, Charles Barkley got in and uh, just sat in there and like read, kind of got halfway in and was like reading the paper. In the hot tub, and I was like, "Wow, I'm in a hot tub with Charles Barkley. This is, uh, you know, goals." That's that's a story for a lifetime. It's not that great of a story because nothing else happened other than I was in a hot tub with him. But what era Charles was this? Was he like on the team still? No, I think he'd probably been off the team at this point. This must have been like '98. Maybe he was still on. I don't know. When did he leave the Sun? He might have been on the Rockets at that point. Yeah. When did he retire from basketball? It was around then. I feel like he probably retired like 99 or 2000 or something. I got to look this up. Charles Barkley retired. Let's see. He 2000. Yeah, it was probably it was it was probably after 2000. So he might yeah. have been even doing like sports commentary or something yeah. i mean sec- a second life for him like he has really flourished as a sports commentator and it makes sense i love him as a yeah. sports commentator he's so like speaks his mind Absolutely. he's uh he's kind of um he's kind of like uh like noel gallagher a bit like he Ooh. or like kanye like he's kind of and both of these people are whatever your feelings about either of them are like super goaded as far as their like artistic output sure and um but also like really have a lot to say and are very quotable absolutely and fun because they're like saying crazy shit and it's like i i i like that aspect of like artists and music i like i love noel gallagher you know i love to see what kind of shit he's gonna say next totally he just eggs on his brother like every day of his life right yeah <laughs> i but that's that actually Barkley, the perfect yeah. reasoning i i love that that's that's solid um well, yeah, that's that's what we got for the game. Uh, and honestly, I think that's that's really all I got. But uh, thank you for joining me, man. It's, it's Thanks been for having talking, me. Talking basketball. Yeah, it was it was a total pleasure. I hope maybe I kind of got you a little curious about what the NBA holds today. 
You know what? Yeah, after talking about all this basketball, I'm like, yeah, basketball. Maybe we should watch <laughs> more basketball. This is kind of fun. Yeah. I gotta nice. get like I gotta get like some basketball friends to watch with because I think um sports in general, like I've it's fun to watch with other people. Absolutely. I have never even when I was into sports, I'd watch with like my brother or my dad or something and like or friend. I've never just like sat there, like gotten home and like, okay, I'm going to like watch yeah. the game on my laptop and like be alone. <laughs> like, I just can't imagine. It's like yeah. a horror movie. I would only really watch that with a friend too. For sure. Uh, I get that. I totally get that. Well, when is, is basketball going on right now? When does this basketball season start? comes back in about a month? Tell me about the Suns. Are they, is there any hope for them? Cause I really like at this point feel extremely loyal and Absolutely. that's like the only thing so, I could invest in. The Suns have Devin Booker, who is probably a top 15 player in the NBA right now. Top uh, 15? Yeah. Kevin Not Durant, even top 10? Kevin Durant is, top 10. is a top three player in the NBA, top five player in the NBA. And he's on the Suns. Yes. He's okay, also, that's He's a dope. generational player. They just uh, traded for Bradley Beal, who is very good, maybe a top 30 player in the NBA. Okay. Um. And you know they have they're, they're a pretty deep team. I, they they go in the playoffs. They have been in the playoffs the past few years straight. So right, they, they, there's something to look forward to. They've never won. Yeah, and that's why we root for them. And, yeah, and it's doubly because I, I, they had Chris Paul last year, and so people wanted Chris Paul to win his first championship with the Suns. So they both get it their first. But uh, who's their biggest like rival right now? The Lakers. Maybe. I, th- I think honestly, it comes down to like who they play in the playoffs. So like, Nuggets were last year because Nuggets won last year. But who's the best to... team right now? Oh God, you're you're putting me on the spot here. This is this is a tough one. Uh, Nuggets be won. Opinion too. Jokic Jokic is I, the best player. The Nuggets player. won. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Nikola Jokic is is the greatest player in the NBA. He's he, never even heard that name. Until he's, just now. A, he's a big man who can pass. He can do it all. And, you know, really, he's better than LeBron. It's I mean, LeBron is, is you know, he's inching towards retirement. So he's his, he's his kind of in his like up. twilight years now. He's still yeah. dominating. Don't get me wrong. He's still averaging like 27 points at 39 years old or whatever he is. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, Jokic is there's no one like him. It's kind of like I don't know if you pay attention to baseball at all. I feel like Jokic is like Otani. Who's like, oh, we've never seen anyone do this before. Hmm. It's it's a fun time in the NBA. And, you know, Who's it's, the it's worst a- team? Let's say um <laughs> the NBA the NBA comes to you like, hey, we've got to make some budget cuts and we've got to <laughs> eradicate an entire team from the NBA and including the players on that team currently. And no none of them can ever play basketball again. And this team, we're gonna burn all the jerseys and it's just over. Hmm. It's a tough one because I, you know, I don't want to like obviously eradicate like a historic franchise. And I need you to keep in mind that a lot of these guys have like mortgages, families, and like <laughs> this. It's a big Are you decision. Trying to cancel me right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am. Uh, oh, the the guy from indie basketball just says that the Orlando Magic should be burned to the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Orlando no. Magic has to stay only because their '90s logo was so sick. Phenomenal. Yeah. It was honestly like the anti-suns. It was like had the similar shape with the, the magic kind of the ball glistening, but it was like, yeah, colors. the suns was like fire, harsh, yeah, yeah. masculine. And this was like magical, wavy. 
magical yeah um okay well you don't have to answer that's okay i yeah i unless you I, have I, one i i dislike the bulls right now but i wouldn't obviously can't can't get rid of that franchise well you can't cancel the bulls i mean no, they're, they're talk about burning to the ground they'll come for you in chicago but i want i would say the oklahoma city thunder because they should have never been taken away from seattle also like what even is that you know yeah, yeah exactly oklahoma city thunder that's not that's not a team i if that was like a um who wants to be a millionaire question um it was like one of these is not a basketball team i'd say the oklahoma city thunder that's not a thing and their mascots a buffalo like what what why didn't they call themselves the the buffalo that's a better sports title team i don't know it's it's a a mystery they should have just stayed as seattle supersonics but you know Wait, so do, do the Seattle Supersonics not exist anymore? No, they're so the person someone bought them and they just said, I'm gonna move the team. And they did. It's crazy you can do that, you know? Yeah, it doesn't feel right. And everyone in Seattle's pissed about it because they still want a team. That city still loves basketball. So like I could buy a t- like I could buy the Bulls and be like, <laughs> you're actually like you're you're the crocodiles now, and I'm moving you to uh Key West, Florida. I feel and like, like that's it. There's no more Bulls, and Chicago doesn't have a basketball team. To be honest, that'd be better than being owned by Jerry Reinsdorf. I'm totally fine with that. Wow, <laughs> it's just crazy you can do that. It, Sonics yeah. also had a great jersey color. I feel it was like a little uninspired, just like oh, okay, the Space Needle, but you know, but like the color, the vibe was right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the skyline within a basketball is kind of kind of nice. Yeah, I guess that's pretty dope. Well, all right. That's about mm. all I got. All right. Okay, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> thanks again for coming on, dude. This is a blast. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. So that's it for this episode of the Indie Basketball Podcast. Thanks again to Charlie for coming on and talking sons. Thank you to all the Patreon supporters for helping fund the half court sessions. Um, if you don't sign up for the patreon we're at patreon.com slash basketball you get a lot of awesome perks including the most recent half court sessions featuring rap boys there's a special track exclusively on there check it out there's a lot of good stuff on there but thanks for listening guys we'll catch you next time